Hello and welcome to episode 132 of the Tech Reformation. So you do that now? Sure. You can do it. Go for it. <laughs> I quit! <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 132 of the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. There has been a lot of talk over the years, as Silicon Valley has grown and liberal ideology has dominated the tech sphere, about Christians eventually being pushed out of the conversation. So we're going to get into that today and talk about religious discrimination or persecution on the internet. I'm Derek Mast, and joining me is Ben Robin. We don't discriminate here, so if you would like to join the conversation, tweet at us, hashtag the conversation. <laughs> um, and also joining us from Australia is Craig Ellis. Welcome back, Craig. Thank you. After your long vacation, not vacation, three, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. Yeah. It is, it is all right. It's, it's be been back. months, years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ryan Tankersley, thanks for coming back on. Yep. So without further ado, let's get into it. So let's kick off the discussion uh, first with the question, what is the difference between persecution and discrimination? I guess the broadest understanding of discrimination or definition of discrimination, though it's not a popular understanding, is just choosing one thing and not the other. Right. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That's generally not what people protest when they're, you know, anti-discrimination. <laughs> but that is what the word means. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's. I think that's when I looked it up one time because I heard an apologist using that um, that sort of argument, you know, to try and downplay the the critique of um, people, or the cries of people saying, "Oh, they're discriminating against me," kind of thing. Um, I think that's like a secondary or tertiary definition. Yeah, so certainly the prevailing one is. That discrimination is is an inherently negative thing, not a not a potentially benign thing that's just making a choice. But people sort of in our culture at least take the word to mean something that is intentionally excluding someone based on something that um, is maybe not their choice or something that is. I guess they shouldn't be excluded based on if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, generally, it's based on a protected characteristic, right? And we could yes. get into what that is, but yeah, race, gender, age, sex. Um, okay, so what then is persecution? Hold up there, Derek. You're going too fast. We have to define persecution before we move on. Okay, all right. Well, yes, that's what I'm, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> Isn't that what he just did? <laughs> what, what just happened? You guys really could have gone either way on that one, where the joke was on Derek or the joke was on me, and you chose to go with the joke on me. I need you to just follow my lead next time, and... Uh, Let's turn the tables. But who's the supreme leader? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Ben. Um, Seeing a power of vacuum. <laughs> all right, Derek, what is persecution? Um, so persecution, uh, just going off of a basic definition from Merriam-Webster that seemed accurate, um, to harass or punish in a manner designed to injure, grieve, or afflict, you know, to cause to suffer because of belief. Um so clearly that's one stage darker than discrimination where you're actually, I mean, usually I would see this as like physical harm or um, like serious, like life harm to maybe your livelihood or, or something like that. Does that sound about right? Are you considering, considering threatened harm to be 
equivalent to persecution? That's a good question. I don't know. Probably not. Because it's not actual harm. Yeah, I don't think so either. What if we scrap the worldly categories and try to go more biblical? Hey, let's do that. What do you got for us? Much more (laughs) comfortable. Well, I don't know. I think discrimination in the more narrow sense that Craig rightly directed us toward maybe would be akin to favoritism, kind of like James talks about Mm -hmm. in James 2, I think. But I'm not sure what the best biblical category for what we're calling persecution would be. When you, when you say you don't know what the best part for what we're calling persecution, like do you, do you mean um, like the, the definition that Derek just read out or a different a different what we're calling persecution? Oh, I was just meaning in the Bible, what would be the closest thing to what Derek just referred to? Okay. And there may be subtle but important differences, like I think mm-hmm. there are between the notion of the the latter notion of discrimination and the biblical notion of favoritism like there are distinctions to be made there mm-hmm. but mm. they are certainly very related similar gotcha. i don't know, i just feel like persecutions that words used in the bible so is the word like i don't know just off the top of my head the beatitudes the blessed are those who persecute and revile you for the sake of me uh, unfortunately though it doesn't uh, really define what persecution is uh that i can see at least not like a at a cursory look but um it's not like unjustly yeah it's not like um paul gets you know whipped and thrown in prison and the bible narrates and thus paul was persecuted but i do think it's fairly obvious to see when you know when he is whipped and thrown in prison that's that's persecution that's being you know um actively harmed for um, you know, preaching a belief. So, one of my handy Bible apps here has a a cross reference to First Peter three fourteen on that particular beatitude, which says, "But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled." Which seems like a good definition of persecution: suffering for righteousness' sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just close to what I said: being wrongly mistreated, but a little bit more specific. Okay, so are, do we think we're good on definitions? Yes. All right, well, let's move on to a little game I like to call Persecution or Not, the game show. Um, so we've got... <laughs> this is going to be treacherous, Derek. <laughs> what have you done to us? <laughs> so we're going to go through Evil laugh. <laughs> some uh, recent examples of um, Christians calling out you know, discrimination or persecution. Um and we can, I so I will say that we can uh, um, categorize these as either persecution, discrimination, or uh, not at all, um, and it's something else entirely. So we can go through. Uh, so we'll go through and look at these particular scenarios um, and see what happens. The first one up is an opinion piece on Christian Post by uh, Dr. Michael Brown entitled, YouTube Just Demonetized Hundreds of Our Videos. So he starts off by describing uh, a night where he noticed that YouTube demonetized a particular interview with a former KKK uh, Grand Dragon, who's now an associate pastor, um, and it said it's not suitable for for all advertisers. And he was like, well, why wouldn't it be? It's, it's, a, it's a great uh, story, blah, blah, blah. Oh, maybe it's because KKK got put in the title. Um... 
but uh, the, he also brought up that for months, they noticed that almost any video they had with Islam in the title would also get demonetized. Um, but you, sometimes the videos would get reinstated when requesting a review. Um, but they, but these videos still kept getting demonetized, demonetized. They were seeing a drop in their YouTube income. Um, and once they saw that the Grand Dragon video had been flagged, um, he spotted a note on the channel on YouTube and it explained that if we had a drop in video income, it could be that our videos had been marked as not suitable for advertisers. And then he realized that not just a few videos here and there were flagged. It was dozens, pages, hundreds of videos. Um, so he came to the conclusion that his account had been flagged. Um, I don't know how this has been resolved, if it has been resolved. Um, but this is, but he goes down through some other examples. He also brings up uh, that PragerU videos have been temporarily removed over, you know, over the months, years. And uh, yeah. So what are your thoughts on this? Just taking, uh, taking this story. Is this an example of persecution, discrimination? What do you got? I'm okay to be the first one to speak on this and thus to decide that I change my mind later. I reserve the right to do so. <laughs> I think at minimum, we have to say this is some kind of favoritism or discrimination, right? Because the only reason the videos are demonetized or, you know, hidden or whatever it is, removed even, is because they're saying something that YouTube doesn't like. And I guess maybe a related issue would be like, did you break YouTube's terms of service, you know? So like, I'm thinking maybe another example would be someone used copyrighted content and that got removed. That seems different. And I think the reason it's different is because it's not for righteousness sake. It's actually evil, right? right. Because it's theft in that case. So if the, and I actually would want to make <laughs> a distinction between Michael Brown's videos and Prager use videos, but maybe that's for another conversation. <laughs> if the videos are teaching truths about God and truths about false religions, that they're false, and why, that seems like something that's being done for righteousness' sake. And maybe I would want to, like, if I were going to point to a specific video, I might maybe want to ask more questions. But at least generally speaking, that's kind of where I'm at. What do you guys think, Craig and Tank? You can just say, I agree. That would really feed my ego. <laughs> I have a hard time really making a decision without under knowing um, yeah. YouTube's like what what does YouTube block and why did they block it? Um, but I think at face value, um, if they're if they're yeah going at it because it's because it's Christian um, and because it's talking about yeah false religions and um, kind of trying to say these people are wrong the bible is right whatever uh, i don't i don't really know the youtube channel um and then the youtube is blocking it for that purpose um and it's costing them money um yeah i'll say i agree with ben yeah i think i'm um, i think Woo! i i think i basically <laughs> agree with ben um Woo! i think one one thing i'm not sure of at this point and maybe we'll come back to this maybe we won't is i I wonder um, whether or not the demonetizing of videos with certain titles, like um, Derek mentioned one before that, that had sort of a provocative term in the title or whatever, um, 
whether the reason for sort of downplaying those videos is less of a malicious intent, like we don't like anyone who's coming from this point of view and posting a video, or and maybe it's more of a um, wanting to avoid a can of worms, like we don't want to be seen as promoting something that might get us into trouble from Google's perspective. But I don't know what their motives are, and I don't know exactly what the terms of service say in terms of what you can post and can't post and whatever in terms of monetization. So it's just a question I have, I guess, about how it works. Yes, Ben. Y'all both hit on one thing, which I didn't think about at first, which I think is really important. I kind of presupposed that uh, the reason why this was happening, and I grant entirely that that still has to be proven, right? So I sort of assumed and then answered based on that, that they're, they're sort of discriminating, quote unquote, to, uh, against Christian views. If that's true, then yeah, of course, I would have issue with it. But I, I also grant that that has to be proven. And I think Craig's uh, possible alternative you know, understanding of the situation, like YouTube doesn't want to be represented by these views. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they built the platform. They're supposed to be view agnostic, so to speak, because you can just kind of post whatever. Um, But yeah, with the tightening down of what you can and can't post on YouTube and Facebook and things like that, that's the conversation we're trying to figure out right now. So Mm -hmm. I think that I think that I agree with Ben as well. On this oh one? my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe it. I, I, I am going to qualify a bunch of stuff, so we'll see how far that goes. Um, <laughs> I, 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 would say, I would say this is discrimination of some sort, but not persecution, probably. Um, I, so I, I, to bring in the definitions of... I, did we, we said persecution is more about like punishing someone for their beliefs, right? Something like that? Uh, I think we said unjust punishment or something Unjust like punishment, something... Um, unwarranted, unwarranted <laughs> heat, basically <laughs> suffering for righteousness sake. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so bringing, bringing into context in this story is YouTube makes their, makes their users very angry much of the time because of the way they change their algorithms and how they decide whether a video is monetize, monetization worthy or not. Um, so frequently I see a tons of YouTubers being like YouTube, you know, demonetized my video for blah, 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 that really there's nothing in it that should be an issue. Maybe there's like a word in the, in the description that it might've latched onto and like gone gangbusters on. Um, (laughs) so this, this tends to happen a lot. However, this does seem like a particularly, uh, um, dramatic version of that i i don't hear of a lot of channels that get like all of their videos demonetized within the course of like 24 hours or something um so that is significant um yeah last i checked prager you specifically had like 47 videos that were demonetized or removed something crazy like that uh-huh. like a lot right which seems which seems odd i, I realize that's anecdotal and we would want to ask more questions and do more research uh-huh. understood but it certainly seems odd. It certainly raises an orange flag, if not a red one. Mm-hmm. I think at one stage we also did an episode where we talked about Vimeo taking down a whole bunch of uh, videos from one particular channel who had stuff about people coming out of other, um, I guess, more worldly backgrounds and into Christian faith. So they, but actually, like, basically cleaned out their channel or something like that. So oh yeah, Vimeo actually took like that. an anti-Christian stance almost. Yeah, in their yeah. in their terms, something like that, um, which is a little bit different, but kind of related to this yeah. discussion as well. 
Also relevant is the fact that really YouTube is being pushed to do this by their advertisers because there were a couple of stories about, you know, controversial YouTubers that got advertisers all antsy about their about monetizing, you know, on YouTube. And so YouTube had to get, you know, something in the process really fast and their demonetization algorithm is not the best at picking things out. So there's that too. But I think, um, you know, this, this could certainly be a, an example of discrimination so next one next one <laughs> this is the slowest game ever <laughs> <laughs> well we only have three questions so that's all we got um so this one's a classic one it occurred to me halfway through answering my really long-winded answer that was lots and lots of distinctions <laughs> that probably no one else cared about that maybe you intended this to be a lightning round yeah no. i was wondering that not really okay, okay. nope all right. oh okay nope. great this is about well, right i regret nothing <laughs> let's go for a longer answer this time as you then. should no maybe not, maybe not longer maybe let's, let's let's relax a little bit all right um so there was a point um where the babylon bee was snopesed on facebook um, well, well, Facebook. Okay, there, there's there's a bunch of moving parts here. So, Babylon B posted an article, uh, which is you know fake as usual. It's satire. I hope everybody who listens to this knows that. If you're sharing the articles as real, you should stop doing that. Um, but you should also note the distinction between satire and fake. They're they're sort of two different things. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Anyway, so they posted something about did CNN purchase an industrial-sized washing machine to spin news or something like that. <laughs> and um, and what this was at the time where Facebook started using um, third-party fact-checkers to start uh, uh, monitoring some of the articles that go through Facebook to hopefully crack down on some of the actual fake news that's going through. And Snopes... Um, uh, did did an article on this article saying you know this is this is not true this is uh, this is a, a false thing which I've I've seen people take you know Babylon B stories is real but anyway th- that's what happened and so Babylon B lost a whole lot of um, ability to spread around that article on Facebook and there's a whole uh, Adam Ford did an, uh wrote an article about that on the American conservative, which we'll have that in the show notes. You can read. Um, What are your thoughts on this story? Is this persecution discrimination or not? To me, this one sounds like um, maybe an accident. This sounds like Like someone can't do their job properly. (laughs) Yeah. Less than, yeah, less than persecution or discrimination. I see it as just like, not sure how it happened, but um, yeah. I'm surprised that it happened. If this was happening to every Babylon B article, then I would I think you could say it was like systemic um discrimination or persecution, but um because it's a it's a single thing and it's related to um spinning news and fake news and that kind of whole political news topic anyway. Um uh, yeah, I reckon it's probably just someone at Snopes.com. How is, does Snopes.com work via user su- submissions? Like, is it people sort of send stuff in that they think is maybe fake and then they investigate it? Or is it, or does yeah. Snopes.com go looking for stuff to debunk? It's Actually, both. the alligators in the sewers bring them stories every night. <laughs> <laughs> the sewers. 
Okay. Yeah. Snopes is like a uh, an urban legends fact checking site. Yes. For people who don't know, uh, that's why that joke was funny. Yeah, I, I had to explain it, it now, which makes it not funny, but it's okay. It was a multi-layered, hilarious. Those, joke. those alligators also have meetings every now and then with the storks that deliver babies to households all around the world. But yeah, anyway. exactly. That's right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, does that make sense though? Like, I think I think it probably probably was either just a, an overzealous Snopes user who thought they'd submit something because they they didn't understand the satire side of it. Or it was someone who works at Snopes, whichever way it works, who, yeah, was just maybe a little bit too keen to notch up their um, allocated quota for the day of things to block or whatever. It just seems like completely silly because it's not, you can't spin news in a washing machine anyway, you know. Uh, well, not in any way that's going to affect anyone. You might just make your washing machine have paper all over the inside of it or something. Which is really gross. Probably not um, good. Yeah. <laughs> who would even do that? CNN, apparently. I was going to go with. Um it seems like a really poorly timed and unfortunate miscommunication, but it mm. occurred to me to ask one clarifying question, Derek. When people discovered this supposed miscommunication, did Facebook rectify Babylon Bee's publishing power? I don't think that Facebook d- did anything about it until um, uh, Adam Ford's tweet, which is also linked in the show notes, went viral. And people started yelling about it and saying, hey, this isn't fake news. So, and then Facebook did something about it. Gotcha. Okay, hang on. Further down in this article, uh, sorry, this is just an update to what I said before about whether or not it was systemic. It does say here, Snopes has repeatedly fact-checked tongue-in-cheek claims by the satirical site to make sure everyone knows that it is indeed not a federal crime to play Christmas music before Thanksgiving and that California Christians do not need to register their Bibles as assault weapons uh, (laughs) because they think people would really need Snopes to tell them this is a joke. Except that people do. The problem is not with Snopes, it's with people. People are crazy. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. (laughs) There's a lot more societal... there's There's a lot more societal dysfunction that's going on here aside from just Snopes is obsessively fact-checking Babylon Bee. And you, you listener who needed that Snopes article, you're the reason we're doing this episode right now. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on you, mammer, sir. So I'm going to come down yeah, on th- it being okay. not discrimination or persecution. I th- what do you I guess? think? Um, I think I agree. Florida man starts a website to fact check fake news site. <laughs> Crap, that would have been funnier if I'd said satire. Dang it. Reading... Um, this may be a little bit out of the bounds of the conversation, but reading that article that Adam posted, his comment um, title, it's the one, When the Content Police Came for the Babylon Bee. Um, reading more towards the bottom, I think it, it sounds pretty well that like he doesn't think that this was persecution or discrimination either. It's just like, like what if this had happened? I, it's It's dumb that it happened. And what if this had happened to me or any organization that wasn't able to make a big deal about it on Twitter? Like it just would have probably gotten covered up and I would have disappeared. Um, and so like, yeah, I think I think he's still pointing. The problem is less so like, ah, oh, in this situation, I think he points to a different situation where the problem may have been discrimination or persecution. But I think in this situation, he's saying like, actually, it's not, it wasn't really... They didn't necessarily mean to, but like with them having this much control over 
over content getting published. Um, or if this happens to a, another organization like mine that just kind of doesn't have the power to, to fight it, then they could just disappear. So still a problem, but not one of those maybe. Yeah, that that, that is a valuable thing to bring into the conversation, especially around this, because there's a lot of, I would say there's, there's a lot of situations where um, discrimination or persecution is shouted by Christians um, where the culprit is actually just incompetence uh, from big companies that happen to have a lot of power and that if they make a mistake, it makes a huge impact on the ecosystem of the internet. Um, or incompetence from the general public. Or that too. Yeah, exactly. Like fact-checking a satire site (laughs) (laughs) and the need for that to be a thing. Thank you, Florida man. We're going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor this week, which is Valley Vintage Shop, where you can get soaps, balms, and oils made the vintage way. Whatever you need in the realm of skin or hair care, Valley Vintage likely has something for you uh, with all natural handmade products. They've got beard care products for the fellows, hair serums and balms for the ladies, room and body sprays, lip balm, and way more. And all of their merchandise is packaged in recyclable material, so you're taking care of your environment as you take care of yourself. So to get some to try, go to valleyvintageshop.com and use our code TECH for 10% off your order. Thanks to Valley Vintage for sponsoring this week of Tech Reformation. All right, one more, one more to wrap it up. We have the perennial absence of the Easter Google Doodle. Are you guys aware of this? I didn't realize it was perennial. I thought it was just recent. No, there. So there are usually Google Doodles, you know, on Easter or on on most days that are uh, celebrating different things. But there's yeah, never yeah. an Easter one. Okay. Do we want to say? Do we want to say they haven't done a a Christian themed Easter Doodle? Yes. Because Ooh. in the article, it does. There is, there are some Easter themed mm-hmm. one. There, so there it's was one like way us. back in two thousand, but there, but it's you know it's a bunch of eggs. It's not actually like referencing you know the Christian way Easter. back in two thousand. We're so young. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Google only existed for like two years before that, right? I don't know, but so the 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 thing would be the, the so the. What what people are upset about is that Google regularly does ethnic and religious Google Doodles for other religions and, and ethnicities and all that, but never an Easter one, which is, you know, of course, the, the important Christian holiday. What do you guys think about this? Is this discrimination, um, persecution, or not? I think I've said um, it differently every single time I've posed the question. You have such an <laughs> agenda on this one, Derek. <laughs> I don't actually. Your agenda's showing and it smells, man. <laughs> I'm concerned as to why this is even a question. This last one here, this Easter <laughs> Google Doodle thing. Like it annoys me that this is a thing. Why? <sighs> Just I don't know. Like who if we say that persecution is suffering for righteousness, how is this me suffering? How is anyone suffering? <laughs> who is being persecuted here? Is Jesus being persecuted here? 
Like, I, I don't know. Why does Google having a doodle affect me? I don't get it. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm even more annoyed because I'm thinking in my head, I'm hearing people's objection to like silly people who say this is persecution. Sorry, I should not talk ill of the people. <laughs> I don't think the people are silly, but I think what they're doing is silly and frustrates me. All right. And when this happens, there's a group of people who want to say, oh, come on, Christianity has been the majority for forever. So, of course, they don't have a Easter Google Doodle, which is also stupid. Not the people, but the thing they do. <laughs> stupid. I don't like it. It makes me so mad. And the reason is that people still think this is some sort of Christian nation and that everybody's a Christian just because they're American, which is ridiculous. <laughs> that was an amazing rant. And... You don't decide who a Christian is. Just because you say you're a Christian doesn't make you a Christian. God makes somebody a Christian. <laughs> All right. That was amazing. That's more than I could have ever hoped to, to get out of you. <laughs> yeah, so my opinion is basically, yeah, it's probably discrimination of some kind. It's definitely not persecution, but we really shouldn't care. So this was all fun fun and games, but uh, should we be concerned about any of these stories going forward? Yes. Like like the... Uh, why? The first two, and especially the first one. So what what's concerning about that? What should we be looking at going forward? And are there ways to protect ourselves? The silencing of alternative views is unhelpful at best and evil at worst. And probably at least dangerous regardless. Because when you silence somebody else's view just because they disagree with you and you don't, or you don't like it, it offends you or something, you stop critical thought because you're no longer able to have a dialogue or a conversation. I think the bigger problem, though, is the fact that people are relying on Facebook to have the conversation. <laughs> um, as, in, yep. as in, again, it's Facebook. It's a, you know, they, they choose what they block and what they don't block. We can strongly disagree with that and... Maybe it is the right place for Christians to stand up and say, hey, this is unfair and it needs to change for, for whatever reason. But at the same time, if you know any, any issue that gets taken onto Facebook and people get their news or their um, version of what's true from there is also likely to be an issue that could exist in the outside world outside of Facebook. And so I guess relying on Facebook to be the arbiter of what's shown and what's not shown and then only taking that and, and sort of only taking your cues from that um, is is a bigger problem, I think. I guess if all media start screening out everything that has anything to do with the opposing view, then um, that would be more of a concern to me than just Facebook taking a particular stance because then you've got... Um, a, that. I would feel like that's a bit more like what Ben was talking about where the other view is actually completely silenced, but I don't think that will happen, and here's why. The media thrives off conflict. This is m the media as in blog sites, newspaper sites, TV news, whatever. They thrive off conflict. It's what's interesting to people. So they always have they will always have to have two opposing sides to pit against each other. And they they will side with one, sure. They will promote one, which is what's happening at the moment. And most of um I guess Western society has drunk the liberal left Kool-Aid and is going down the road with um both social and traditional media. But I don't think the other view will completely disappear because I don't think the media is that's quite what we're seeing happen and I also don't think it's in the best interest of those involved in disseminating news in general. One, one bigger issue for Facebook and YouTube as well moving forward is that they've said 
at least Facebook especially, but I think it applies to YouTube as well. We're a platform. We're not a publisher. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they move into being a publisher, they're now responsible for all the content on their site. And that's really problematic for their business model. Mm -hmm. So Facebook and and YouTube are not the media, or so they say, right now. If they move into becoming the media, they will have much bigger problems. Yeah, Facebook's job is to show you what's popular. So don't be surprised if you go on and only see what's popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's how it works. It works based on popularity algorithm stuff. So it's just you got to kind of expect and understand the the platform that you're on and how it works. And let's not forget that a lot of the reason that Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Google are doing these kinds of discriminatory practices, you know, kind of weeding out the stuff that is maybe bad and also some some of the good stuff is coming along with it, or maybe even they're taking some of the good stuff out because it's perceived as bad, is because the entire internet is yelling at them to do these things. Uh, There's been such a proliferation of free thought and free speech on the internet, which is, you know, what the founders wanted for the internet, that they realized that, oh, hey, there's now we're realizing that there's actually a lot of bad stuff that can come along with that too. And we can't handle it as a society. It's it's too much too fast. Um, uh, And there's a lot of... the problem. But the problem is they're seeing not bad stuff as bad stuff, right? Right, exactly. A lot of the uh, the the cognitive dissonance is is causing people to want to weed out the good stuff as well. Um, so it's a uh, I, I I see it I see it as a commentary on on our culture as a whole, almost more than the companies that we're talking about. But also, these companies need to be responsible for what they're doing as well. Well, if you, dear listener, have any thoughts on the topic, we would love to hear from you. We, our Slack channel is open and welcome to new recruits. Uh, you, and it's hopping. And it's hopping. Uh, so you can access that at slack.techreformation.com. We need some more Presbyterians because David is all alone right now <laughs> <laughs> against a barrage of Baptists. Uh, <laughs> now we got, we got the, isn't Brad Banhoff a, a Presbyterian yeah, Brad too? Is, there think. we go. We, we got some Presby's in there. You can also use Twitter. I don't know why you would do that. It's a dark hole, really. <laughs> <laughs> but we're out there, and uh, we're shouting into the void just like everyone else. And uh, we're at Tech Reformation there. It's also our website at techreformation.com. You can go check out past shows and topics. This has been Tech Reformation. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. And I ain't looking back. I'm just going to raise this. We might want to just ignore it and move on. Um, but we accidentally misquoted the Beatitude. We said, um, blessed are they who persecute you rather than blessed are you when people persecute you. <laughs> oh, no way. Did yeah. you really say that? He said, blessed are they who persecute you. <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What is the actual beatitude? What blessed are blessed they? Blessed are you when people persecute. Oh, you. oh, okay. Blessed yeah. are those who are persecuted. There yeah, we basically. go.
Uh, you know what? It's prop. It's probably fine. People will understand what's in in the going KJV. On. It's blessed are ye when men shall revile you. Okay. Otherwise, it's blessed are you when others revile you. Yeah. You, you, then I'll just I'll just cut that and put in the ye instead of uh. <laughs> instead of- <laughs>